Hello and welcome to Weekly Fix. Uh, I'm your host, Zane, and I'm joined with my good friend, Jacob. Um, We had some awesome stuff drop this week that we're super excited to talk about. Um, We got Bad Batch Season 3, Episodes 1 through 3 that dropped on Wednesday, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender live action, and we are getting our first reactions to Dune Dune Part 2, which uh, if you've heard it already, um, we know that that is getting some of the best feedback from a movie I've heard of in the last decade, Uh, so super excited to talk about that, but... Before we do any of that, we got to check in on how Jacob's doing. Jacob, how was your week? It was a good week. I got to say it was a good week. I started a little bit of a new schedule like we've talked about on the podcast before. I do have another YouTube channel where I do all sorts of collectible stuff. And I've been wanting to for a while now, but I decided yesterday or on Saturday that I was going to make Saturdays my filming day. And I actually did everything for the channel for this whole week on Saturday. So my room is absolutely a mess right now. I got Funko Pops laying around everywhere, out of box, in box. It doesn't matter. They're everywhere. Um, But yeah, it was a good week. I like that new schedule. So that was fun. But other than that, pretty normal week. Like you said, we had some good stuff drop this week that I'm super excited to talk about. Yeah, uh, that that does sound good. I, I really like it when you can kind of fall into a proper schedule and you don't have to be um, just wondering what's coming up or, or knowing you can kind of just like absolutely nail some of that stuff out. And when you do want to start pushing out more content, I know how crucial it is to get to a schedule and stick so you can be consistent. So that's awesome that you're falling into that. Um, do you do anything particularly fun over the weekend other than filming outside of uh, outside of Funko's? Um, if, if I did, I forgot. So probably not anything too fun, <laughs> but, um, other than that, no, I think it was a pretty chill weekend. Um, That's good. but yeah, man, I'll tell you, I absolutely got lost in some Baldur's gate, um, Saturday night, stayed up, stayed up way too late, way too late. Can't even say, um, but yeah, uh, change, uh, change breaks on a, uh, Jeep, uh, for eight hours. Uh, we did the entire calipers and brake lines and everything, so it was a it was a bunch. Um, and then we had a we had a great church service yesterday. Uh, yesterday we're recording Monday. If y'all didn't know, um, great church church service yesterday, and it was awesome. Got to visit with uh, my brother and and some other friends, so that was awesome. But um, man, let's just jump right into it now with uh, with Bad Batch. Now, Bad Batch. I will give you a disclaimer. Um, my wife does not love. Uh, animated Star Wars. So this is a show I'm watching by myself. So I've only made it through the first episode, the second episode, and about 15 minutes into the third. So I'm I'm almost done. I almost made it. Uh, I was trying to binge watch it right before here uh, to finish that last episode, but I ran out of time. So, uh, but feel feel free to do full spoilers. Um, that's okay. I'm gonna finish it tonight anyway. Um, so Jacob, what are you thinking about Bad Batch? I absolutely loved this season three premiere. I think just the tone that they're setting, which I know you haven't seen the full episode three, but even just through the first two episodes, you can kind of understand the tone that they're going with for this season. I I love the kind of like dire situation. It seems like everything is so important and everything is such high stakes. And one of the things I'm really excited about is we've talked about this before a little bit in We are obviously, we said it here on the podcast, we are not fans of the sequel movies. We just don't think they're great Star Wars. But one thing that you can already tell that this show is starting to do is it is definitely starting 
to build some of the big questions that we had with the sequels, it's finally starting to give us some clarification on some of those things. So I think that is really, really cool. Um, some of those questions that we didn't have answered and we were just thrown into it with the sequels, they're finally starting to resolve some of those things, which I really like. I think if this show would have come out before the sequels, and maybe a lot of the other shows that we've gotten would have helped as well. I think the sequels would have been a lot better well-received. And they are, well, I still don't think they're good movies. I still think the acting is meh and the, the script is not that great. They are definitely starting to make those movies more digestible, if that makes sense. That does make sense. I don't know if I agree with the it's good. Like, uh, that it's like, I kind of wish they just kind of let, like, don't make something else to try to make something better. Like, if it wasn't good, like, it wasn't good. Like, move past it, move on. Like, let's not try to retcon it. So, like, personally, I don't love the whole cloning aspect of it, the, uh, you know, Project Necromancy. Like, I don't love that they're throwing so many resources at this. It seems like every show we're getting now is setting up that portion of it. You know, the one thing I liked about Ahsoka is that it didn't really have any of that aspect of it trying to retcon that. It, you know, it's telling the story of Thrawn and, you know, going to get Ezra and like, sure, like maybe we see a little bit of setup in it. But for the most part, Ahsoka is not trying to retcon the the sequels. And even in Mandalorian, we can see in season three, like they're setting up that heavily. I think in season two, we also saw like a big part of the cloning. I know we needed the Metachlorians from uh, Grogu. That's the whole reason he's in the show. And so like a bunch of this stuff is just so much trying to wreck on that, that I'm, I don't love that fact of it, but I do agree. The tone is very good. Um, I was sitting watching the the second episode and I was like, man, I I thought maybe that I could watch this with Charlie. And I'm like, man, this is straight up horror. Like, I don't think this is possible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Those little little, uh, tree branch tentacle things were not very friendly. (laughs) No, I was like, man, this is, I'm so glad that I decided not to show her this. Um, Because yeah, like that is, uh, that is definitely too advanced for a (laughs) three-year-old. Well, even the first episode, it's got such a dark underlying tone to it where there's really Omega's. She always has hope, but she's kind of starting to it's starting to Dwayne a little bit. You know, she's starting to think that she might really be stuck there. And you're kind of seeing how evil the Empire really is with how they treat the animals and all that stuff. So I'm very happy that they are going that direction with this show. Um, and one of the things you said, which I agree, I don't think they need to retcon those things. I just really like that we are getting the backstory. But one thing I think that helps with that, as you mentioned, Ahsoka is not doing that. And I think that's why I'm okay with these other things kind of leading into that. Is because we do still have a brand new story that is currently going on that we really don't know where that's leading to. So that's kind of why I'm okay with these other things building into that. And I got to say, I am a big fan of the clone stuff. I think it's really fascinating. I think it is, you know, one of the big things throughout all these, like the, the Clone Wars and stuff like that was... The Clone Wars really not having any purpose after the war. You know, they were kind of just thrown. They're all homeless. They're just thrown to the curb. The Empire gets rid of them to have people that actually want to enlist. I love seeing, you know, what is the clone's life after because it's such a big aspect of Star Wars. So I really do like that we're seeing like these clones kind of come together. And, you know, throughout the show, we're seeing them help other clones when they're in distress. We know that's what um, Rex and um, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank right now. Echo are up to. Uh-huh. 
Um, so I think that's really cool that we're getting that. And I can't wait to see Echo and Rex because we know they're coming at some point. Um, so I'm just super excited for that. Yeah. Okay. So I was actually curious, like when you, when do you think that they're going to come back? Because like it, we are absolutely down to a bare bones crew with just Hunter and Wrecker. Yeah. Um, so do you think we're going to get them in episode four? I don't know what happens at the end. I'm, I'm guessing that cross cross uh, crosshairs gets out with echo at the end um, I, where I'm at. I left off is they were just at the animal pod um, that she released uh, to set free that you were talking about. Um, so I expect that they get out and that they'll, they'll meet up with the team. So we'll have four of them back together, but you think Rex and, uh, echo are back, right? Yeah, for sure. And you're exactly right with your, your thought process on what's happening. Um, I won't say anything else other than that, cause you kind of understand what's going on. I think you, you know, enough about shows and the way they're written to understand that. But yeah, I definitely think they're coming back. Um, I definitely, I don't know that I'm going to go as far as to say they're going to be in the next episode. I wouldn't be surprised because just like you said, it is just Wrecker and Hunter right now. And, you know, while they're quite the crew, it is kind of two guys up against the entire empire. And I'm sure you saw the part where the emperor told Hemlock, you have whatever resources you need, you, you, you got them. Right. So not only are you just going up against one of the most heavily barricaded places in the empire, you're trying to figure all these things out. You're now going up against an unlimited funded empire, which is even scarier than what they already have. So they're definitely going to need some reinforcements. We know Echo and or yeah, Echo and Rex have been out there saving clones and we know these clones want to fight because that's what they always say. We're soldiers. We follow orders. They're ready, and I think they're ready to stick it to the Empire. So I think that is going to be some of the coolest Star Wars we may have ever gotten is when we get to see the clones do this. Okay. Um, I am excited for that, but I'm also sad because I know how it ends. Yeah. (laughs) We know it doesn't end well for them. Like, for those of you who haven't seen anything but Bad Batch, uh, I don't know why you're listening, Um, but (laughs) if... uh, uh, watch yeah, episode major spoiler stuff. Yeah, right major fours <laughs> for all of Star Wars. This is this is uh, maybe I need to go put a spoiler uh, alert in the in the front. But um, you know, we know they're not in anything else. Unfortunately, well, we do know Echo. Uh, we know Rex is going to make it out, right? And um, yeah, not it's not Echo. Is yeah, it is Echo. Rex yeah, and Echo. Echo are both in Rebels, right? Um, I'm maybe I'm drawing a blank. I don't think Echo is. I know Rex is for sure. Echo is not. Um, the ones that are with Rex is Gregor and um, Wolf. That that is the three clones that are left okay. with Rex's little okay. crew. So yeah, Echo is a big question mark. Wrecker, Crosshair, Hunter—they're all big question marks. So okay, okay. I, I was but trying yeah. to I was trying to remember those. Uh, I thought that he had the the Echo. Um, little headpiece. I was trying to remember, um, but yeah, no, I'm. I was. Uh, I was mistaken. Yeah. So I definitely. I, we do know that this could end really poorly. Um, man, I really don't want it to because out of all the Star Wars animated shows, Rebels is so good. Clone Wars is so good. There is something I, I say this time and time again when I'm talking to my friends about this stuff, and I've talked to you about it before. There's something about the Bad Batch that I feel really connected to. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I feel that way about them, but I just feel a deeper connection to these characters than I really have any of the other animated characters. And I don't know if maybe it's just because I didn't watch Rebels when it was releasing. I didn't watch Clone Wars when it was coming out. 
maybe it's just because I've been watching the Bad Batch from their very first episode, so I have a little bit more respect for the series, maybe the characters, something like that. But I feel like these characters really, like, they did such a good job of making you care for each of the characters. Yeah, no, it's definitely, and especially, so I'm not a huge clone fan. I know Rex is your mm-hmm. fav, your absolute favorite yep. um, character of all time. Gr- not growing up watching the Clone Wars, I don't have that connection to the clones as like you do. Um, yeah. And even in, I don't have the connection to these guys that you do. Um, but I, yeah, it still is more than most all other clones. Like they did a great job with these guys' story. They're doing a wonderful job with their character arcs and just like showing that like their individual personalities, especially what they've done with Crosshairs. I think he is one of the most dynamic, uh, awesome character studies yeah. that they've done. Um, and what they, you know, the fact that his, this, you know, his his chip was disabled a long time ago and he still just did it, you know, like. <laughs> Like, wow, like when that happened, I was when like when that dropped in season two, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. Um, But I think the other thing that like helps this elevate is just the animation. Like it is super clean. Like it is like the metals look glossy, but like it's not like that enchant Encanto like. uh, It's very looking animation. It's not 2D animation, but it's like. It's a very, very good 2D animation style, three like modernized into a 3D version. It's kind of yeah. how I view it. Well, and I think the best thing about it is it's it just moves so smooth. It doesn't feel choppy when they're running or moving through these hallways and stuff. It just looks right. Like it doesn't look like I don't I get exactly what you're saying. It definitely helps like be able to stay entertained during the show when you're not catching all these little glitches and stuff like that. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's a Toy Story because sometimes no, sometimes you can get a Toy Story vibe from animation like they don't have the right gravity. Like you're like, OK, are they three pounds? Like, how are they doing that? But like and it's not like it's meant to be like an anime where they can just fly and stuff. But like, yeah, so, like the characters feel like they have weight in the animation. It seems like and and we'll get to this in just a second about Avatar. Um, but, you know. The fact is, like. It's just a great medium. And anyone who won't watch something because it's animated, you're really missing out on a ton of amazing content. Because the stuff you can do in animation is just so, so good. You know, we talked about the tentacles for a little bit and the horror aspect of that. But, you know, that's not a crazy... Like, it's harder to draw a person than those tentacles. But if you were to do that in live action, you know, you're blowing out your budget. In yeah, either practical that scene. in that one scene, that practical effects, or you're going to digital, you know, absolutely crazy to make sure that the textures are exactly right, and you're getting, you know, um, because it is another level. Now, I think I, I can't imagine how much they're spending on the animation, and I'm sure there is like a difference between animation and uh, CGI. Like, I'm sure there's not as big of a price difference as like it used to be when it was on pen and paper. Um, but still yeah, like you just have so much freedom in animation. And I really love that aspect of the show is that like, they can just do whatever they want. And especially with an IP, it kind of does need that. And, you know, you talked about people that aren't interested in animation. Like I agree. Like you, you got to give these things a shot because it's some of the best storytelling you'll ever see, but you also got to think 
I'm obviously live action stuff is not going away. So don't take what I'm about to say with that. But with how expensive things have gotten, a lot of newer stories with not just Star Wars, Marvel, and you know those aside, just stories in general. If someone wants to get a new show going or something like that, it is so expensive to do live action. A lot of people are leaning towards animation because it's it is cheaper. You know, I'm sure it's still very expensive. Obviously, uh, this stuff ain't easy to do, but it is a lot cheaper than doing live action. So it's going to get to a point where I think we're going to have so much live or animation stuff. People are going to have to give it a chance. Um, so I'm excited for, you know, to see a lot more people do stuff like that. Like Danielle, every once in a while, I can get her to kind of start watching something animated. Um, she actually kind of likes Invincible. She, when I'm watching it, she does pay attention to it. She kind of does that thing where, you know, how wives always say they watch the show and their husband acts like they don't care, but they're actually secretly watching it every time they come in the room. That's kind of uh, yeah, Danielle yeah. with Invincible. <laughs> so I kind of love that she's starting to watch a little bit of animation stuff. Um, but I agree. I think you got to give these things a chance. But the animation is it's second to none, really, when it comes to Star Wars. It, it's the best Star Wars animation we've ever seen. Oh, abs- uh, hands down. It's not even close. But um, you talked about uh, Danielle wanting to watch a little bit of Invincible. It's funny because like I told I told Chelsea, like almost the exact same thing. I was like, hey, like you don't have to watch it. Like, absolutely. But like, just try to watch the first episode. If you uh-huh. if you don't like the first episode, then like you don't have to watch any. I'm watching it without you, like no matter what. So like, go ahead and like just watch the first episode and see if you like it. And dude, she absolutely loved it. She yep. <laughs> she was like, "All right, I'm in." Um, so that was really cool to get her to like. And you know, she did the same thing with Avatar. Now she was not in in the first episode of the animated Avatar series, um, but she did grow to really really like the the story. Well, that's the story is like that's some of these animated things. Strong point. Obviously, they're they're animated, so they're not going to get the average person to watch them. Because, like you said, a lot of people don't even give animation a chance. But sometimes the stories are just so good that you just it's just an adjustment period. Just make yourself watch a few episodes. You'll get used to it, and then you'll just fall in love with the story. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, well there's a ton more to come. Um, I'm sorry that I didn't get all of the Bad Batch watch, so we couldn't. Uh, I'm sure there's some stuff that you want to say that you're holding back on. Um, but we have how many? How many episodes are there this season? A uh, fifteen, I believe. So we still got we got a ways to go. We got a long I, I talked journey. about it. In the, yeah, and I talked about it in the past. One of the cool things they're doing is this is not the only week that we're going to get you know a multiple episode drop. I think there's a couple of other weeks throughout this you know season that we're going to get two episodes instead of just one. Obviously, the majority will just be those one episode. So there's going to be some fun weeks up ahead where we get two episodes in a week, which I'm excited for, too. Yeah, and we'll probably take some weeks off from talking Bad Batch. So it's not just every week um, when we have because, you know, we got Invincible dropping during this time and we have some other stuff coming. But um, we are definitely going to be along for the entire ride. And it's really cool that it like wraps up on May 1st. Like exactly. Is it three years after uh, after the first episode dropped? Well, the first episode did drop on May fourth, right? But so I, I mean, I, close enough. Like they should have, yeah. they should have pushed that to like that Saturday. Well, just to, I, a lot nostalgia. of people think that there is a reason they didn't drop it on May the fourth. A lot of people think we're getting something else very special on May the fourth. I don't okay. know what it is. Okay, but a lot of people are saying because there's no reason for them not to push, even if the days don't match up. There's no reason for them not to do that. So a lot of people think something might be coming May the fourth. So don't okay. be too upset. I-, I think Star Wars might have something cooking up for us for that May fourth. Okay, uh, I'll 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 keep keep my eyes out for it. 
Um, but moving forward, we are going to talk a little bit, and maybe by we, I mean me, about <laughs> yes. Avatar The Last Airbender, the live action film uh, or uh, TV show. Jacob, you haven't watched it. Um, yeah, that's why you don't need to feel bad about not having watched finished the Bad Batch, because <laughs> at least you tried. I haven't even started Avatar, so you're going to do all the heavy lifting here. Well, that's okay. I'll be the guinea pig. I do have a few things thing. to say. I do have a few questions, too, so it's not just going to be all you. Um, okay, but I'd love to okay. hear your initial thoughts on it, because I've heard some things, and I'm a little skeptical. So Okay, so my my initial reaction is, is not a good one. Um, I think... It was, uh, I was worried when I heard that the original showrunners, uh, stepped out after about three weeks or three months of production. Um, the original show developers, um, they stepped out of this and it is clear, uh, that the live action did not care about the true heart of the story. Um, they don't understand what actual show writing is. Um, and they really just wanted a cash cow. Well, that, that's my that's initial reaction. We, oh, and that's something we did talk about. And, and feel free to say any spoilers or anything like that, because I, like I said, it's I'm kind of getting to the point with as many bad things as I heard. I don't know if I'm even going to give a show a shot. Um, but we did talk about that with them when that rumor came out that they had kind of started to cut a lot of what they were calling filler episodes. But we kind of know that a lot of those episodes can be really important to the overarching story and the emotion and the characters. We kind of had that same thought, like maybe it's going to lose some of that character that the show had. Uh, not only did it lose some of the character, it lost absolutely all of the character. Yeah. Um, they they added things that apparently they wanted to see, but didn't understand why it wasn't shown. Yeah. Um, you know, because the story Man, is so disappointing. The story is told through Aang's um, point of view almost all the time during during the animated show and through the live action we're in, like we get to see the fire nation destroy the air temple in the first 10 minutes of the show dude that's like, that's uh I, I just man in the first 10 minutes of the show and so you know we see ang's master get killed and we see all of that happen and so when he goes to the southern air temple and finds all of that there is no there is no oh my goodness like what happened this is like you already all know that, basically all that emotion is like his his response to it is not emotionally driven it is not it doesn't drive any emotions from you because they told it poorly and my biggest, I think probably my biggest, like, grief with it is that during, um, uh, you know, uh, Tears of Bossing Say? Yeah. That episode? Yep. Okay, so that is one of my absolute favorite episodes. Well, I think that's um, a pretty, that's a very loved episode. I mean, that's why I know the name of it. It's like one of those, you say a Clone Wars episode name, and I usually know which one you're talking about. That's how I feel about that episode. Yeah, and it's so crucial and so important to my favorite character in the show, which is Uncle Iroh. And he just doesn't have any, and I mean any, character that he did in in the uh in the show like he's not joyous he's not he's not like it's not like a silly performance like 
and he doesn't need to be silly, but like, it's almost like they're trying to make him serious without like understanding that he's like this joking, fun person. Like, it's like they stripped out the personality and left like just the bare bones, like, oh, he likes tea, but like, he's still kind of serious. And it's like, oh man, so bad. And so. It's exactly what you said, just poor writing, because if you watched the actual animated show, you know that, yeah, he's a loving, fun guy, but he knows he has his moments of being serious. And that's what makes those moments so like big, because he's not always like that. So when it is, you know, okay, this is kind of a big deal of what's happening. Yeah. And so when you take something that's beloved, that's super good, and you try to remake it, and we have this issue with a bunch of stuff. You either need to stay to the stuff or make it better. And boy, did they not make it better. (laughs) Um, They made it so much worse. Um, When they're, you know, a secret tunnel, one of my favorite things uh, in the show, like one of my funny things, like I'll just randomly sing secret tunnel, like to my Uh wife, like if we go through a (laughs) tunnel, I'll be like secret tunnel, you know, and through the mountain and we'll do the whole thing because like, I like, that's like an awesome part of it. Yeah. And so they took that scene. They took Aang out of the secret tunnel. He's not there. It's just Katara and Soka. And they travel through the secret tunnel together, which makes no sense because that's when... Where's Aang? Aang is with Boomy. Aang is with Boomy going through the trials, captured, and Sokka and Katara are going to save him. It's the... It, I mean, dude, I cannot tell you how many stupid decisions they've made in the show. And so they throw the little bards in there and they, the, like the last second of them going, he sings the, the word secret tunnel. Like, and so that's you don't it. even get the whole song. It's you just don't that get, little. You don't even get close to the whole song. Barely any of them are in there. It is, it is so shoehorned in there, and it's clearly like, well, we can't remove this, but we actually don't think it's important, so we're going to give a little bit, because if we don't say Secret Tunnel, then you know people are going to be mad, so we're going to shoehorn it in here. Yeah, and but then, that's one of those things, you know, we talk about fan service all the time. That's almost what that felt like, but they just did it in a bad way, you oh, know, like... I, I, I can't imagine they were thinking that was fan service, but I know they were thinking it was fan that's service. That, that's how they thought of it. They're like, oh, this is our fan service to acknowledge that it was it was sung in this tunnel, but not really. Yeah. And dude, that's the start of Katara not seeing Aang as a little boy. And in the show, you know, Aang gets to meet all four original benders. He gets to meet the flying bison. Air, the original airbender yep, he gets yep. to meet the the badger moles the original earthbenders the dragon the original firebender and then the koi fish the original waterbenders and they've now stripped that aspect out of the show because they didn't understand that that was crucial to ang's development you know just you talking about and the things you're saying what just upsets me so much about it is it's kind of like that <laughs> we always bring it up it's that star wars sequels thing right you don't like it, but you still have to acknowledge that it is a thing because unfortunately the reality of it is, is this is now the avatar show. And obviously thank goodness. This is not like a continuation, right? Thank goodness. This is not like, I forget how there was four seasons. Thank goodness. They're not saying this is like season five. Like this is just a live action rendition. What we can call it that, I guess, but we know it's not really now, 
imagine if this was like a season five and they were like trying to act like this is where the story went. It sounds like that would be even more of a train wreck. So at least we have that. That saving grace is like, you know, we can still just enjoy the cartoon and be happy with just that. Um, but it is one of those things you still have to acknowledge that they did try to make a live action show and it just kind of unfortunately tarnishes the reputation of the cartoon. It does. It does so much. And I, I mean, I can never recommend this to somebody and I haven't even touched on the acting. The acting is garbage. (laughs) That's what I've heard. That's, that's another reason why I was skeptical to watch it because I have a really hard time watching stuff when the acting is really bad. So Dude, when uh, Aang gets told he's the Avatar by his master, it may be the single worst five mom- five uh, seconds <laughs> of facial expression ever seen in a show from me. I mean, and, uh, you know, this is this kid's first credit. I'm not saying first big credit. It is his first time ever performing. And so, like, I'm not trashing oh. him. Because, like, he's just so young and, like, he doesn't, like, you know, this is his first thing. Hopefully hopefully this is something that makes his career better in the long run. But I agree with what you're saying. When you have something that Avatar is big, it is not some tiny little show that not many people watched. It was huge. When you have something like this, you have to make sure you're casting the right people for the job. And I just don't think this is the type of show that you give a first-time actor the reins to. And, you know, he... I get... Yeah, it's just... Man, when you just look at it, it's just heartbreaking. Because, you know, I was really excited for this. I was yeah, like you, really you were excited more excited for, for it than I was. Yeah, Clearly, I've actually watched it. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't even, you know... And I guess I haven't told y'all. I've watched five episodes out of eight, so I'm not. I'm not like I didn't yeah, just it's not turn like you it watch off. One episode and quit. Yeah, right. Like yeah, we're still watching it, and I will finish it because that's just who I am. But man, they would have to do some of the best, you know, film filmography jujitsu to to make me like this show. Uh, currently, it's setting at a five for me. Um, the yeah, saving graces, which, not all negative, is that there are some good actors. I think there are some good spots. There are some shining points. And the action looks good. The okay. show looks good. So if you can get past the terrible acting, the you know the stripped down storyline, <laughs> the bad pacing, and you know the 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 removal of of uh, heart to the show, then like you'll probably like it. Yeah, if um, you get past all the the spots that really suck, you you might enjoy this show. You know, oh, if you man. if you like your your steak cooked to a, a crisp and yeah, you like smothered that, you in like a one leather, <laughs> you know, maybe this is you. Um, but you know they they um i i i started to talk about the tales of bossing say uh rip off um but so uncle iroh is in prison from the earth uh, benders mm-hmm. and you know he's like putting the earth benders beating up uncle iroh and like you know smacking him around and he's like you killed my friend you'll never know um what what loss is truly like and like I'm like, oh man, if he only knew, um, that's going to be like, when we see that pay off, like after how much he's going to, like, I was like, okay, they're actually going to like, they're going to do a build up to like tale, Tales of Bossing Say, like they're going to let this sit. I wonder how many times they're going to do this before they show that episode. Nope. 
immediately cut to it. Immediately cut to his son dead. Oh I, man! I mean, it is not. It they don't like let it sit on Uncle Iroh for a second. It well, it is. sounds like they did the same thing with Aang and the, the you know his whole nation being destroyed. So, I mean, they Dude, just it is like oh nation destroyed. Okay, let's let Aang find the the skeletons. Um, okay, <laughs> like do you dude. think they just didn't think people would be smart enough to wait? Like, is do you think it was something like that? Do you? I mean, like, do they not think that people understand that you have to wait sometimes for a story to fully make sense? I I don't think they understand character development. I don't think they understand like that. You know, delayed gratification is better. Like I, I literally, I blame, I blame the show, uh, like directors, writers, whoever did it. Like, um, I guess it's Albert Kim is who we're who we're seeing. Um, yeah, well, we don't like Albert Kim, dude. He's he is <laughs> he is the worst. Like, yeah, he's. Like, the, I'm gonna be he's honest. Our, he's I our will, rival number one. <laughs> I will never watch anything he is the executive producer on it. Oh ever. man. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. It just doesn't sound like it sounds like he could have even messed up a brand new story. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think it shows so mm, the mishandling of a of an IP this bad. Um, you know, even Star Wars with the mishandling it had, at least it wasn't a remake. Like he he had one job: remake the show. That's what I was saying. Like that is the saving grace of the show, though, is the fact that like it's not like it's a new story. At least we can still just watch the animated and be happy with that because it's still supposed to be the same story. Where Star Wars, where I was making that, you know, we do have to live with the fact of what they what they said is now happening. So, like yeah. I said, that's kind of the one saving grace of the show is like you don't have to watch this to understand what's going on like with avatar you are but, very true like then that was a great point because I- i'm glad you don't have to watch this to to see avatar because you know i would recommend avatar to anyone it you know a top 5 animated show mm-hmm. of all time and probably yep. my favorite um animated show of all time um but like I'll touch on this aspect and then I'll I'll move forward. Um they they made Sokka just completely and totally just so weird. I don't understand what they were doing with him, but they took every bit of sexism away from him. And Oh, I mean I, you, you can't really be surprised with that, honestly. I can be though. I can be because the show goes to excruciating links in the animated to show how bad that is and yeah, you know he gets, he gets so humbled by the kiyoshi warriors in the yeah. animated show because you know you're a woman how can you fight well they're actually you know the baddest of the bad you know non-bending fighters you know and they put him in his place time and time again and he gets super humbled and he gets humbled time and time again by females during the show because you know the show is not sexist it is showing that sexism is bad by having a sexist in the show that's true that's true i yeah now that you're saying it like that they should probably it's just one of those things nowadays people don't even want to hint at it which is a shame because like you said the avatar the animated show does a good job of you know getting rid of that 
handling kind of all showing, of those aspects. Yeah. Whereas this one, it kind of sounds like they, they don't, they are so scared of it. They don't even want to touch it. Yeah. And if, you know, I'm, I guess I'm glad cause they'd probably just mishandle the mess out of that too. Um, if they tried to show it the way that it was, uh, so yeah. they probably missed the mark crazily, but, um, you know, it is what it is now. Um, and so I'm going to finish it out. I'll let you know my overall ranking. We probably won't talk any more about it unless Jacob watches it and has something else to say. Um, but my rating right now stands at a five out of 10. I don't see that changing. Um, but with the opportunity um, to go lower, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess with the, the spot it holds in my heart, um, you know, five out of ten is about as bad as I can rate it, just because yeah, of the original. You still do like, care about it, yeah? Because I mean, I'm still watching it. I am still watching it. I didn't turn it off yet, you know. And usually, we'll, we'll it has to be the next episode when you, yeah. you get halfway through this next one, and you're like, "Yeah, I can't." <laughs> yeah, seriously, maybe. Um, you oh, know, when he man. he learns how to lava bend and metal bend without toff, you know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I I wouldn't be surprised. Don't don't start spewing this information yet because it might happen, dude. Yeah, I'm not I'm not holding my breath. They'll handle anything. You know, this is making the uh, the live action movie look pretty good. <laughs> That, just that's just kidding just kidding it didn't do that <laughs> it didn't do that um but anyway all right so moving on to our last topic of the night um is dune part two uh the reviews are in we have our first reactions from our uh the people who were able to see it early all of their viewers i was not one of those people yet hopefully one day we'll be there um yeah <laughs> but man does it getting the absolute praise um absolute hype train you texted me today and was like dude it is currently the number one rated movie of all time on imdb which is absolutely crazy well you you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show when you said you know it's getting some of the best um you know rankings we've seen in years it's getting some it's getting the best rankings ever you know all years it's insane some of the stuff we're seeing, obviously, I've not been spoiled on anything. I don't know anything. Zane doesn't know anything. All we're seeing is a lot of rankings and stuff like that. I think it's got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, which take that with a grain of salt. I'm not the biggest Rotten Tomatoes fan, but it's still an impressive score. Um, the IMDB score is the one that I was like, okay, that's that's impressive. Um, to get a 9.4 and become the number one rated movie ever on that platform, it passed Shawshank Redemption for number one. That's crazy. Man, now it will it passed it for now, but with a grain of salt, you know this has not been shown yep. to the masses. Yep. However, yep. most of the time the critics are harder on stuff than the masses are. Um, and from what I've seen, is if you enjoyed Dune Part One, then you are going to absolutely have a feast at Dune Part Two because everything that Dune Part One did, Dune Part Two does better. Well, and I've just heard, I mean, some of the movie comparisons that I'm hearing for Dune 2 are literally insane. I'm hearing that this is like the Dark Knight, the, how it, how much better it made. You know, Batman Begins, good Batman movie, but the Dark Knight, we're like, whoa. That's what I'm hearing people compare this to. They're saying it just continues to get better and better throughout the movie. People are saying, you know, you'll think, you know, after the first act of the movie, you'll think that the movie is peaked. Then the second act comes and it's peaked over the first act. 
And then they say when you get to the third act, it is literally a cinematic masterpiece. They say, I mean, the things I'm reading in the reviews, I mean, they have got me absolutely stoked for Dune 2. Oh, absolutely. Like, I cannot wait to see this film. Yeah, absolute masterpiece. The Empire Strikes Back of our time. Yep, Dark yep, Knight. Yep. You know, Dark Knight is an awesome dude. If you were comparing this to the Dark Knight, what Dark Knight yep. did for DC, they're saying it's doing for sci-fi. That, yep. is a, that is a statement. Well, and not only, you know, we talk all the time, and I'm a big believer, and I think a lot of actors, they get a lot of... um I guess hype when I don't necessarily think that sometimes they deserve it. And sometimes I think a lot of movies can go with a star studded cast just for the names, just to try to get people to come see the movie because, Hey, this person's in it by all accounts, everybody in this movie. And we know it's got a big cast. I mean, we got Timothy Chalamet, we have Zendaya, we have Austin Butler, Florence. P- I mean, we've got, this is a huge cast from all accounts. People are saying this is their best performance ever which is on another level when you're already talking about something that's apparently elevated itself that high. And when these actors are also elevating it to another level for themselves personally, I just think that just sounds like a recipe for success. Oh, absolutely. Like, and the man, you, you said it, but like, man, this cast, this cast it's, is incredible. It is. It is insane. And you don't realize it's as big as it is until, I don't know if you have a list up to read through the names right now, but man, it is insane. Some of the names, I mean, I just rattled rattled off a few and I know we're missing some. I mean, I've heard people say that um, Austin Butler, this is his best performance of his career, which he's still got a very young career. That's saying something. But he's yeah, he's still very young, but he's had some huge roles already. Um, You know, I I talked about Timothy Chalamet. Zendaya, Josh Brolin, Austin Butler, Javier Bardem, Dave Bautista, um, Florence Pugh, Christopher Walken, Stellan Skarsgård, you know, and I mean, the list just goes like, I mean, that that is a freaking cast. Um, And then isn't uh, Anna Joy Taylor in here as well? Uh, I'm not sure. Like I said, I mean, there's so many. But, you know, one of the things I was talking about, the Dark Knight Rises, you know, people are comparing it to, or the Dark Knight, people are comparing it to that big of a leap and making a movie that much better. I'm hearing people can, you know, say that Austin Butler's performance is on the level of Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker. I mean, we're we're getting some, we are getting some level of praise out of this movie that in my lifetime, I have never witnessed. I mean, this is the first movie I've seen some of these comparisons to. I'm really hoping that these aren't just critics hyping up something or anything like that. I really hope it lives true to these things that they're saying. And I got to be honest, I really think it's going to. Wow. Well, I cannot wait because now if I go to this movie and it lets me down. I know. um, I know. (laughs) That's it's going to be one too many this year already. I've already been let down by Echo. I've been let down by Avatar. You know, <sighs> well, I'm thinking we we're do something, right? I mean, we're do this could good, be the thing we're that do, we're do a good one. And if it might sound like we're about to see an all time great, I mean, you know, I said 96 percent in Rotten Tomatoes. That's actually gone up since the last time I saw it. it's at a 97 percent right now. <laughs> I mean, it, it it's crazy, dude. I mean, I like I said, I've never seen. um this type of hype around a movie ever. And I'm a Marvel and Star Wars fan. We know those usually have insane hype levels. I mean, we know how big the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer, it got the most views ever. 
but w- w- the hype we're just seeing out of the critic review of this movie is is second to none. Absolutely, no. It's I mean it's it's off the chains, and you know Marvel Marvel has too many haters to have this type of exactly this type of reaction. Yeah. Um, so for an original original well, thought to be this good. Um, I made the comment to my wife earlier um, because I was telling her about, I was like, man, dude, two sounds like it's going to be insane. We, we, unfortunately we live in a hater culture, right? I mean, people want to hate on something just to hate on something. And the fact that this movie, I've not read a single bad thing about it in the type of culture that we live in. That's, that's got to say something because people should are usually looking for any reason that the hate on something, any, any way they can get a click on their post or anything they're doing it and it doesn't sound like they're even able to do that with this movie so yeah i i'm i'm actually curious with it to have such good ratings i'm surprised it's not a hundred percent certified fresh honestly no yeah, i it, I, mean, I, uh, I despise rotten tomatoes i, I do too <laughs> i think it's horrible but i know a lot of people care about it um and they think it's they like the rating system of either hey i recommend it or hey i don't that's how the critics that's how the critics view it is yeah you know if i recommend it it doesn't mean i give it a zero like it doesn't mean that like they're saying 97 percent of critics would recommend you go watch this show yeah is is is, or this movie is what that's saying um you know compare that against madam webb 12 percent of critics (laughs) say you should watch this um so well, and, and I keep seeing that comparison as well. They're like, "We're we're back, baby. We got the worst movie of all time and the best movie of all time in the same year." So back to back. Uh, yep, man. But yeah, I'm so excited to talk about that. Um, and hopefully, I can sneak off to the theaters and watch it. I don't have tickets yet, but I, I'm I'm hoping to get to see it this weekend. Uh, I know that me and my wife are planning on watching uh, Dune Part One in preparation this week. Um, so I'm excited to rewatch that. And yeah. one thing I did hear, um, if you are planning to watch it, this is a clear sequel. And yes. they expect yes. you to have remembered part one in order to watch part two uh, was yeah. the only thing that I said. Like, And that's probably the knocks against it is that, hey, you have to watch something before this. Um, yeah, no, and that makes sense. I, I, It's just it's a sequel. I mean, that should be yeah. expected. But I, I, I like have you no said, issues with that. Yeah, like you said, like I said earlier, the world we live in, it's like you have to make a movie that anybody could watch whenever, whenever, but I'm excited, man. I, I just, if this is the movie that it, it sounds like it's going to be and you know, if it, if it really is the number one movie of all time, which that's hard to really gauge because everyone has different preferences and everything like that, but it, it could be really something special. I, I will say, um, having a um sci-fi as the greatest movie of all time kind of seems like that's not going to happen just because sci-fi is not a super beloved genre of bite it's more of a niche thing yeah it is a little now it is becoming you know significantly more uh beloved um i think in our as our generations keep keep going um because so many like people our age grew up with it exactly the the kids growing up today it's ingrained from the time they're little that sci-fi is cool and that's what you're but you, but you like you said there are still a very large majority of people that think sci-fi is lame and all that type of stuff so but to uh we'll see we'll see where it lands um i'm super excited um i heard somebody say that if this is not in their top three movies of the year we have had the greatest um 
year in cinema that has ever existed. Well, man, I, I was thinking about it. You know, <laughs> we might really be in for an awesome year. And it's, it's about time that we have a year like that for movies because it's been a while. But man, if Deadpool and Wolverine is as good as it's we're hoping it is, if Dune 2 lives up to this hype, I mean, the greatest movie of all time, dude, this could this really could be one of the best years for movies ever. Yeah, and I'm here for it. I'm yes. here for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, but with that, we are done for the day. Um, I thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you know how to contact us. It's in the description. Um, if you have any questions, comments, you don't like us, let us know, you know, you know, good <laughs> praise, bad praise. Well, you know, we love, uh, constructive criticism, criticism, praise, whatever you want to throw our way. Um, we're happy to hear about it. Um, and if you have a question or even some old movie that or old TV show that you're like, Hey, we'd love to hear your guys thoughts on this, or you think we should watch it like, or maybe we've already watched it. And we can like give a little synap- uh, synopsis of like our opinions of it. Um, let us know, hit us up on, on all the platforms. Um, but for us in weekly fix, we're out. Catch you next week.